Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a roleplay D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Matthew. I'll be playing your, as your GM for the night. And today we have a special guest coming back to the podcast, Boston, who plays as Juniper. Hello, hello. Uh, to tell you what's been going on, it's been several months since you left the Torah crew and you were on an adventure with uh, Atlas. And, Andy Dandy Robot. Yes. And... Every once in a while, you hear hubbubs of the Torog, like their shenanigans, of course. Like, um, you also heard that the pirate crew that you were hanging out with, the Raiders of Central, attacked a major base of the um, Inquisition that apparently nobody knew about except them, and they attacked them. Good. And destroyed a lot of their ships. A lot of people are saying this is a big day for people who were of like the half races or many of the races that are considered non. Conf- like non-standard to the Inquisition's um, uh, pro- propaganda. Yeah. However, you also heard about the ship, the several ships that attacked both the Inquisition and the pirate armadas that were of odd shape. They were crystal in nature. Oh, oh dear. It is concerning to you, but you're also being kind of busy because Atlas was talking about how Earlier, you were known as a descendant of the Progenitors, the original inhabitants of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. You're, and he was talking about how there's these bases um, throughout the galaxy, some on planets, some on asteroids, that were stasis pods of your people. And mm-hmm. Atlas is like using old maps, old data files that like he had stored in him, like going through these old ruins. And some of them have been pretty benign, like. You would unfortunately find dead bodies, like old and ancient and mummified from, from the stasis fields failing and all that, to ruins that were tra- full of traps, full of automated defenses that you almost lost your life um, to. So you've kind of been on an adventure, almost like Indiana Jones, kind of. And I, I feel like this is more relatable to Fallout. Possibly. And you are just kind of like losing hope. Like... For every station you, every base, every ruin you find, the more dead bodies of the progenitors that you find. Like, it almost seems like you won't find any living. And then Atlas points out to one of the ones in the exterior, Paramount. More specifically, the Incudo system, which is in the same system as the Planet Mercy. You might have heard about the Planet Mercy when Martel and Z uh, went there and they met Master Ryu. Um, actually, you might have met him. I don't think so. Well, they always refer to him as Space Dad for some reason. You don't understand why. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think I've heard of it yet. Well, anyway. Um, Unless I'm getting letters. Yeah, like, um, they might mention it in passing every once in a while while you were still on the ship, but you really haven't been in contact with them um, because you've been always been busy trying to find your people. And you find this one planet on the very outskirts of the Uncudo system known as the, tri- known as the planet of Tricota. And it is an ice planet like you wouldn't believe. Like, almost 80% of the planet is covered in ice from the north and south poles. The only water you see is, like, thin streaks of water cutting through the ice 
from the equator. And you don't know much about it outside of its um, planet ID, known as E4 or Epsilon 4. And you remember in your studies that Epsilon is dangerous, but still inhabitable. But basically, the rule of thumb is always keep a pistol on hand. But the problem is, it is of designate has a class four gravity well, meaning it is four times heavier than the gravity well that the Parliament asteroid has. So you're going to weigh four times more on this planet than you ever had on any other planet outside of Iapetus. Oh, fun. However, you remember you still have the little gravity um, bracelet that you got from the Iapetus Harbor Master when you landed on that planet for the first time. Oh, do I? Neat. Mm -hmm. And uh, you land on this planet, and I, Atlas is kind of like controlling the ship because you don't really have training, per se, to control the ship you're on. So he's been kind of your chauffeur the whole time. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and after navigating the ship a bit, it finally talks. It's like, Progenitor Juniper, we have landed safely on the planet of Tricoto. Please make sure to bundle up. Do I have winter clothes? You easily have those kind of clothes. Like, thanks to all the traveling, you realize best to be, like, prepared. It's like, you're being kind of forced to live on your own outside of what Atlas has been able to help you with. Mm -hmm. And when you get dressed up, you're kind of wearing, like, this heavy, like, fa um, fur setup. Like, it covers you from head to toe. And you actually, I'm assuming you would have like your tail wrapped around your waist because of how cold it is out there. Probably. Because right now it's like minus 60 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Do they make tail muffs? I mean, they could. That could be a thing. <laughs> It'd probably look silly, but it, yeah. it totally should be a thing. So yeah, um, Juniper's wearing a tail muff. Nice. <laughs> but you can only afford so much. So you only got most of it, but not all of it. So, like, the tip of your tail's uncovered, and the base of the tail's uncovered. Just the middle is covered. Yeah, but it's got fluff on it. Mm-hmm. And um, when you exit the ship, you see there's, like, a... I would say a hole, because you see, like, these... Like, almost like these poles set into the ice. Like people are there, or...? Um, more of, like, they... If people were there, they would use this to tie rope to these poles and climb down the hole. Oh. It's, like... Progenitor Juniper. It is suggested you tie down and climb down this hole. This is where the base is. Uh, if, you, if you say so, I mean, do you know how deep it is? Is it a far drop? Scanning. It is 100 kilometers down. Well, I guess it's not the worst thing that we've had to jump down, but... And to <laughs> give you an not... idea, that's like 62 miles. It's not the deepest thing we've had to jump down, but it's fairly deep. Mm -hmm. Not to worry. Progenitor. The farther down we go, the more stable the ice will be. Ah, if you say so. I mean, you haven't let me down yet. And it just like starts like floating and going down um the the hole and just waiting for you to climb down with um your harness. Alright, so I'm gonna start climbing down. And luckily you have like one of those really nice automated like harnesses. Like you hold on to something and but beforehand you threw down like this massive rope and Atlas is, like, adding more rope, more rope. You literally, he's not, like, holding down the rope. He's actually replicating for you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> he would have carried you, but he can only carry so much. I'm not that skinny. Mm -hmm. He could probably carry Z. <laughs> well, he's only made to be able to hold, like, up five pounds. Wow. And how, like, how much does Z weigh? <laughs> probably 80. Anyway, anyway. 
um, you're like rappelling down with your your automatic um, rappel system, and you notice like even though it's ice everywhere, you're starting to get warm. Like maybe it's just like trapping the warm air in this ice, but since this ice is so thick and dense, it's not melting, and you eventually touch down. And it's very similar to how when you were on the planet Iapetus when you were looking at the runes, like how like the walls were like slowly being like cleanly shaved down to where it went from shaved ice, it's going from shaved ice to actually built walls. Ah. And you see Atlas like floating with a, a um a light on. Atlas, do you detect any life forms? And he's like scanning and it's taking a few minutes. He's like, I am detecting life forms, but they are in stasis. It appears we have found progenitors still in active stasis pods. Well, that would be a good change of events. Agreed. All right. Well, lead the way then. Well, um, he's um floating away lazily because he really only has one speed, and he's like looking back and forth with the spotlight so you can see, make sure you don't get tripped up, and you kind of get to this open area, like, and you see a database in front of you with a interface for you. A uh, interface. Like a computer. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess tap into it. Now, when when you've been traveling with um Atlas, he's been kind of training on the different languages, well, mainly the language of your people. And, infernal? Well, no. It is actually not Infernal, even though since you're a tiefling, you would think that. Does that mean I get another language to add to my list? Yes, you now have yes! Primordial. Yes, give me the languages! <laughs> I instantly typed it on my sheet. Okay, continue. And when you were first training this, you recognize it as Primordial because you met Genasi and all that, and they speak it, but you kind of feel like there's a different dialect to it, almost like you know how like in some languages they have a high dialect and a low dialect for classes of people. Mm-hmm. This is what the case. Yours is kind of like of a high dialect, like there's more like proper enunciation, proper nouns, and that kind of stuff. Can I? And... Can we like imagine it as like a Russian accent? That would be dope. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and um, you. When you get to this terminal, you are easily reading um, the text on this computer. All right. Do I need to, like, make a computer check or anything? Yep. Cool. Cool beans. Uh, oh, it's still on edit mode. <laughs> yeah, it might help to get out of that. 20. That is enough to bring up um, a map of the galaxy. And you see that there's, like, blips on the on this galaxy, on this galaxy map. And a lot of them are not the planets that you recognize. There actually appear to be asteroids, and beside each one of these is um, the word cache. Like, not the word C-A-S-H, but like a cache of something. Like, maybe weapons or equipment or something like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. And they seem to be, like, in areas that, like, be very hard to find. Like, maybe they were meant to hide these weapons or equipment. Who knows? And they're everywhere. But you also notice, like, they're on some planets. And one of them catches your eye, and it's in the Marauder Cluster on the planet of Agora. Does Agora have any significance to me? You remember Z mentioning the planet Agora um, at one time. You probably don't remember why, you just know she wants to, but you also know it's like one of the most dangerous planets in the known galaxy. Okay. I didn't know if it had much significance to me. I don't think we ever gave Juniper an official planet from where she was from. Right, like you were always raised with the with the Inquis- Inquisition um, um, orphanage before you, you don't even know anything about your parents. 
And well, remember she she was f- like five. Right. Like you don't remember much of her of them. Anyway. She probably like remembers their faces, but like mm-hmm. but it's been so it. long. She doesn't remember their names or anything. Because mm-hmm. you know, like five's the right age where your name is Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. While you're looking at this, you start seeing like a little blip on the screen, like it's waiting for it wants you to open something. Okay, so she uh, selects it to look at it. It's spam. No, um, <laughs> um, it's um a notification saying stasis pods opening. Like you turning on this terminal must activate some um switch for the stasis pods and you kind of hear like a klaxon that like a warning like hey this is opening or something's moving get out of the way and it's further down this base that you're in she kind of perks up and then kind of runs towards the sound uh when you start running you're you start hearing atlas is like progenitor juniper please slow down my thrusters can only go so fast we're gonna fix those things one day so you can move faster Yes, but we need money and time for that. I know we need money or time, but we haven't had time. Or money. Or anything. We've been liter- living off of literal trash scraps. <laughs> anyway, um, when um, you kind of have this argument between you and your robot, you finally get to the stasis room. And it's this large room. Like You're looking at one wall that's like 20 by 20, 20 feet high, 20 wide. Of like thirty different stasis pods on this wall, and you see one. What's that? There's like thirty of them. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. On just that one wall. Oh. And you see one of them is kind of like being like pushed out, and it's at like waist level, so obviously this person can easily climb out. And you see it like coming out, like it's like this nice silver tube, and you see the glass opening. And when that happens, you see all this mist, like maybe the cryogenics solution is like hitting the warm air and it's like misting and you can't really see through this mist like it's taking an ungodly amount of time for this mist to clear through like but you do see a shadowy figure like coming out and you realize that they have the appendages of a tiefling but they seem like taller like more than what a normal tiefling would be well i'm short so let's just put make that clear (laughs) true and he has like a shorter tail like like half the, the length of your tail but his horns like for the tiefling are like very ordinate they're like yours you probably think your horns are pretty and you've seen other tiefling nice looking horns but these are like beautiful like they were just like perfectly set on his face and you actually see like small carvings on the on the horns and all that but you also see something kind of odd you see tattoos on his body and they're very reminiscent of tattoos you've seen on Mentaru, like designating their 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 caste system, like if they're a part of the government, if they're part of the economy system, or their their military. But these seem a little more innate. So but, they're just kind of very decorated. Mm-hmm. Like, would they have like jewels and stuff on them? Like, you know no. how like like um, I'm trying to think of like the word like you know like kind of like their hordes are just decorated in like necklaces and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, it's nothing like that ostentatious. Um, it's just like very decorative tattoos. Like you see a lot of like angles. You see a lot of coloring to them. Like to you, they're actually very beautiful. And you actually can kind of understand the language that these tattoos are set in. Like you see this one's like a, on one of his arms. It says like loyalty. You see another one that says strength. 
You see another one that says um, power and that kind of stuff. And you also realize he's naked. <laughs> she kind of like, you know, she's like admiring. And then like, you know, like, you know how like you kind of like size people up. And then like mm-hmm. she, she kind of gets down to the waist and then her eyes kind of widen and she lets out like a little and then covers her face. Like, really like, fast, and she's like, oh my god, you're naked. <laughs> we also, like, I can also kind of see her, like, maybe sometimes she gaps her hands a bit to, like, look through her hands. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> Is he not naked anymore? <laughs> More of, like, you want to see him naked and all. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the age difference is probably insane. <laughs> True. Anyway. She's only, like, 20 at this point, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, he, you see him, like, kind of stretch out his arms like he's like he's been in a very long sleep so obviously he needs to stretch out the kinks and all that and he looks around and he spots you and he looks at you he looks a little confused like he realizes that you're a team like him but things are slightly different and at first you're not like fully understanding him like he's trying to talk to you but then you realize he's speaking in that high dialect of primordial that you're just learning how to speak in and he's like that's a tiefling and she she still has her like face covered she's like yeah i'm a, a, a tiefling yes ah so you that was waking me for the fights for the battle yes uh what battle might the, i ask <laughs> the battles of of the undead do you not have the catalyst do i have the catalyst still you have no idea what he's talking about um I, I'm not quite sh- I I do not know what you mean. You kind of seem like looking at you, and then he sees Atlas. Is like robot. Do you does your master not have the ga- the catalyst? And Atlas kind of looks at you, and then this tiefling, and you even though he doesn't have a face, you get a sense like even he's confused. It's like I am sorry, progenitor. I do not understand what you mean by catalyst. And He's, like, starting to freak out, and he's, like, coming at you, like, almost aggressively. Do you not have the catalyst? <laughs> oh my god, just, can we put some clothes on first if we can discuss this? It's like, he's, like, freaking out now. Like, if you're not saying anything, she doesn't have not ready. We're not ready. And he's just, like, freaking out. Like, he's actually, like, pushing things onto the floor. Like, you know when somebody's, like, losing their mind? Mm-hmm. And they're just throwing things around? He's kind of doing that right now. And he's just like, do you not understand what thou has done? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I need to sleep. I need to get back to sleep. And he's like trying to climb back into the um, the stasis pod. But as soon as he puts his hand onto the pod itself, you start seeing him like stop. And he kind of like puts his hand on his throat and he's like choking. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh God, Alice was... Atlas, what's what's wrong? Atlas, what what what's happening? Oh my god! I am scanning, and I do not understand these readings. His body is in a regenerative cycle, but it is going too quickly for his for his body to withstand. Cells are dividing to the point where they are rapidly aging and dying. His body is rotting. Oh my god! This is why we needed the catalyst. Oh my gods! And you start seeing him like hunching over, and you're starting to realize. His body is like he's like Atlas has said. His body is rotting in almost a similar fashion. A certain type of zombie you encountered on the Starbase Kronos. Oh God! Like 
Like you see seeing skin like coming off of his body. You start seeing muscle and tendons like shedding off and you start hearing like like he's like trying to stop himself from choking to death it looks like and you're starting to think he's turning into a shedder however Uh, i need need you to roll me perception (laughs) that is that is enough to where you see something different you at first you start thinking you're seeing metal not metal um but bone but oh god it's crystal it's not crystal oh fuck it's actually metal you start seeing what you thought was like maybe exposed blood vessels you start seeing wiring and he's like letting out like a shriek like what you thought was going to be a shudder but when the skin finally like comes off of him he hunches over or it now in this case and like starts going on all fours and you see this skeletal metallic creature look at you nothing seems to happen then all of a sudden it lets out this horrendous metallic screech and you see like these angry electrical blue lighting coming out of the sockets of this now dead tiefling and all of a sudden you see atlas like propel himself in front of you and kind of lean forward and you see like a hatch open up on this on this robot and you see this like blast of air go through and this creature just suddenly seems to shut down and he gets up back up to eye level looks at you is like progenitor you must leave I am reading signals saying that these pods are opening up in the same sequence of events that was happening to this progenitor is now happening to the rest of the of these tieflings. Oh my god, Atlas, what did we just do? I do not know. I do not recognize this technology, but I suggest we leave. And then she kind of just grabs Atlas and starts booking it. In, while you turn around and start running, you start hearing more of that hissing, steam, like mist hidden air. And you start hearing like a chunk chunk like more pods opening up and you're running as fast as you possibly can and you remember that terminal um you were working on before this all happened the terminal i was working on yes and the one that was showing all the asteroids with caches of technology oh yeah you suddenly see a symbol on there saying hard drive ready for download and she kind of this would this would be on my wrist computer right Mm mm-hmm and she kind of looks down at it like Atlas in one one arm, and then she kind of reaches and hits the download button real quick to grab the file. You start seeing there's like asking for like a password. Atlas, can you hack into this? It's denying me entry. It senses that I am not a team. You must try to access it yourself. I can assist you, but I cannot guarantee we will have success. Well, it's not like we have much time. I'm do you, do you know, like, the phrases for it? Well, do you know what the password is so I can use it? It says, great power. That's all it, I can read through this file. Um, I'm going to try Catalyst. Mm, give me a computer check, see if that gives you anything. 14. Um, it doesn't really say anything about Catalyst. Like, it does say it's in that research. Um, when you see that you can't seem to get through, you hear more screeching, like, more than one. It's like, Juniper, like... Progenitor Juniper, I can help you, but I don't know how much longer we can do this. We must hurry if you want this information. I, I mean, what? Give me a hint or something. It says something. I'm after you input that info, that search. It says something about crest. Powerful crest. Um, now I'm just trying to think. Shit, I'm not good with puzzles, man. Well, it's more of like you have to hack the system. I have to hack, so I'll try again. Mm-hmm. 
23. You are able to hack through this password um, in your, what's called, and I finally figured out what they're called. They're called NIDs, Neural Interface Device. And it downloads all the information. However, when you are about ready to go through the hallway to get to the hole so you can climb back up with your, um, your harness, you see several of these creatures surrounding you. Oh, shit. And, like, you almost have, like, the sense of foreboding, like, they see you as prey, like, easy prey. And all of a sudden, you start feeling Atlas struggling in your arm. Atlas, what are you doing? You must release me. For I what? Can help. I can help. Uh, she kind of lets him go. And it finally, um, it finally starts floating in the air. Like, it looks around, and it starts going higher and higher. And all of a sudden, you start hearing him talk to you, but it's in a tone of voice that you didn't expect. My Lady Juniper, it has been a pleasure in serving you, but this is where I think we must depart. And all of a sudden, you start hearing a whining sound that it's like it's getting out of a higher pitch and a higher pitch to the point where your ears are starting to hurt. And you start seeing these creatures are starting to react to it. Then all of a sudden, you hear a loud explosion and you realize that Atlas has just turned itself into a very powerful EMP grenade. And Juniper starts tearing up. It's just like, no, you can't do this. You can't leave me by myself. And he doesn't say anything because as soon as that grenade goes off, he just like kind of crashes and that little light that shows that his systems were on, it's all gray. And Juniper kind of like gathers the pieces and her eyes are full of tears and she's like looking around like all wide eyed. She's like, I, I, can, I can fix this. I can, I can fix this. We're going to give it, we're going to put you back together. You see everything is just like shut down like you don't see salvageable parts i mean it's all met all the material is there but you know all the electrical um devices within the vicinity are destroyed but for some reason your nid is perfectly fine like almost he was able to control the blast from that but the nid mm -hmm. that's my the, computer yeah all computers are called nids for neural interface device all right uh do you think can i like salvage like any parts from atlas why i'm rummaging through well atlas himself is intact but it's just like he's like you know like if you open it up all the circuitry's fried and she kind of sits on the ground and just kind of hugs the dead chassis of atlas she's like i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm stuck on this frozen wasteland and she's like wiping the tears from her eyes and she's like shuddering and you know mm -hmm. would she still be like puffing cold air mm -hmm. well she it's still kind of warm down here because very deep down. Fair. But she's just hugging this chassis and just like mm -hmm. feeling like a sense of doom because she's on this wasteland. She doesn't know how to pilot a ship at all. Well, you can always try to do it untrained. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know how well that'd go. <laughs> um, so all these creatures are dead, right? Yep. Um, and she kind of looks around and just has like a look of basically lost in hopelessness for a brief moment and then she kind of takes a breath and then puts the chassis of atlas in her bag and she's like we're gonna fix this we're gonna we're gonna bring you back somehow even if you're not the same but we're gonna fix this somehow and i think she's she would explore the cavern to see if she can find anything okay any um, information you just see more of these like dead creatures that were chasing you originally you see a lot opened up um, pods like you see some bodies just like leaning out and all that and 
you just see everything's just shut down, like all the circuitry's fried. And she just looks lost for a moment and gives a defeated sigh. And she's like, I was so close. And she makes her way back up to the top of the cavern. Yeah, you easily climb back up since you have the automated like repelling system on, on the rope so you don't have to literally climb yourself. And uh, you find the ship and it's looks like it hasn't been bothered by the blast that Atlas generated. And you easily get to the cockpit and you know enough on like how to control a ship to where if you're not rushed, you start up the ship, get it off the ground and go through the atmosphere. Gotcha. And while you're doing that and you're just traveling like floating in space, you're looking through the material that you just downloaded. And it talks about those tattoos that you saw that were on that one tiefling before he turned into that creature. And they're talking about how like it's based off an old religion that even the progenitors don't even understand about it. Like it just gives them power. And you start seeing similarities between it in what the Mentaru have, to the point where it actually shows that the Mentaru slave race that they have are starting to adopt it into their into their into their religion, like showing who's like a higher rank of a slave for progenitors than than the other. And right. you you also see another file, and it's titled titled in the primordial language Scourge. And she's gonna look at it. You read it, and you start realizing that the undead that you encountered. Is a lot older than you originally thought. Like, yes, the the progenitors dealt with it, but they've been here long before than they were here. Like, they were here since the days of like before the progenitors had um space flight travel, uh, space flights before they could even travel the stars. They were in their religion, their old. Many believe that they've been here since the dawn of time. And when space flight became possible and technology became more advanced. And they found something called the All Forge that they started realizing maybe they can fight these creatures by making super powered tieflings with te- with the technology that they had. But they kept finding flaws with it, like they couldn't control it. Like they would go mad, and it was almost it was basically abandoned. And you realize that this the ruins that you're on was a abandoned scientific research facility. Oh, great! And you are looking through the files and you're back on that map of all these caches and you realize that these caches are mainly like data, weapons and all that, but you also like like the planet of Agora is also another facility that was researched the Scourge program. And originally it was green um a flashing not flashing but a solid red dot. It just turned green. So should, would I mean she would want to head to Agora, but she also has that fear that she doesn't have the catalyst, mm-hmm. that the same thing's going to happen, so she just seems conflicted. When you um, type up the word catalyst, you kind of see something odd. It's giving you the designation zero, zero, zero. You recognize that designation. Do I? It is the very, um, the very same coordinates of where the terminal is, the base um, station of the pirates that were housing you through all this time. And she kind of narrows her eyes and she's like, it was there the whole time? And well, she... you, start, you start thinking back is like, um, remembering that Lelia said that when you first got there, actually she um, rescued you from the rail, from the ray up, that they were finding old technology of these, of these ruins um, throughout the, the area. 
one being the holographic projector that was making the asteroid hiding. So it may not be too out there that saying that maybe one of these asteroids that are like surrounding the designation might have the catalyst. And she gives a big huff as she starts trying to follow the coordinates to the catalyst. Okay, and you um, type in the autopilot of the ship, and your ship is now going towards the terminal. Nice. Do you um, do anything else, like maybe read the, the Crest program that you were reading? Yeah. And you realize how easy it's actually used to use this. You actually have all the materials needed for it, thanks oh. to all the travels that you were on with Atlas through all these ruins. Like, not you know, they were random materials for maybe like a weapon, but you realize they are the needed tools to tattoo yourself to use the press forger system. Ah, yes, let's give ourselves a tattoo. <laughs> That's a smart idea. <laughs> what else will you do when you're by yourself in space? So I think that's a Might good point well. for us. Yep. So I think that's a good point for us to stop there and basically saying Juniper's coming back to the crew. Toot toot. And remember, folks, you can follow the podcast at C Expanse Podcast, and you can follow me at RP underscore G Gamer. I changed mine again, so um, let me find it because I'm never on Twitter. Never on Twitter. <laughs> you can follow me at Hidden Grotto. The O's are zeros. And remember, folks, in space, nobody can hear you scream.